Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Check out the Grizz Greats podcast, the uh, newest episode, episode four with Blaine Taylor, is out right now. So you can go listen to that great conversation that we had with Blaine Taylor uh, on that thing. You can listen live on the stream, 1029ESPN.com. Stream available thanks to one uh, thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Um, by the way, if you haven't quite gotten into the Grizz Greats podcast yet, first of all, I, I, they're really fun. Okay, I think that anybody... I always find it intriguing to hear people just talking about themselves who are people of note that have gone on to do various things. Not it, it, Sometimes it gets dry in the work that we do, culture when you're talking to coaches about their team, about their sport, about exactly. the things that are going on. But when guys open up about, oh, man, when we went here in 1998 or in 2004, exactly. it's, it, it's so much freer. And it's such an inter, it's just a whole different dynamic when you're talking to these coaches and it's a fun thing. And one example of that is this. We're doing these uh, 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 bonus episodes as well with players who played for these guys or coaches who coached with these guys. And Randy Ray, current head coach, at Weber State, the longest tenured head coach in the Big Sky Conference. Now, he's a guy, Coulter, that we've talked to for a long time in the basketball context. And he's been an outstanding coach, as we know, at Weber State for a long time. Uh, and he is, he, he's he's pretty business-like about his conversations. So he's, yep. he's personable and all that kind of stuff. Very, fun, But he's not, you know, you go, okay, well, what what's Randy Ray like to sit down and have a meal with? You know what I mean? Right. When I talked to him, because he was on Stu Murrell's staff for 14 years at Colorado State and then at Utah State before going, he actually ended up going to Utah for a couple of years before ultimately taking over at Weber State. But to talk to him about Stu Morrill, 
you wouldn't even believe that it's Randy Ray. Like, I, the, he tells a story. This is him telling the story now, where he walked into Stu Morrill's office with a, a, you know, a collated copy of, of game notes and stuff like that, it basically as his interview to get on his staff initially. And Stu Morrill looked at it for 30 seconds and threw it in the garbage and said, do you have a Napoleon complex? Because Randy Ray, if you don't know, he's not a particularly tall guy. He's like 5'2". He's, he's a very short guy. But... And Randy Ray's the one telling this. He says, "He says Ryan, I didn't know what I didn't know what that was. I never heard of it." I said, "Coach, if I don't know if I got it, but if if I'm sick, I'll go see a doctor." I'll do <laughs> and he's telling this story, which you know is to, at some in some sense a dig on himself, you know, and then uh, and going on, and he couldn't have been more fun and you know funny and interesting and, and great about it. So that's all I'm saying. If you, you go check out the Grizz Greats podcast because the podcasts themselves, but also the bonus episodes, uh, there I think there's some some fun in there to be had for anybody, uh, re- really regardless of your you know knowledge or even interest to some degree of the basketball program, so to speak. Uh, it's 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 about it's about the people and the humans involved, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. So go check those out. Uh, the Blaine Taylor one is filled with some of the great lines I've heard. Oh yeah, the Blaine including Taylor including and my brother and I were discussing this last night. Yes, this obviously comes with some uh, some bias from us because of how we grew up and uh, the way that my father was. Mm-hmm. But Blaine Taylor has a line in there. He says, "I knew uh, he, he says." Uh, I was acting real tough like my dad was a hard rock miner or something. (laughs) Which is what your father was. My father was a hard rock miner. That is so funny because it's such a butte line because there's, there's the guys who, you know, work at the open pit mine. There's the guys that run the heavy machinery. There's guys that work in the smelter. Those are all very tough, demanding jobs. Nothing compares to breaking hard rock with the jack leg yeah. underground in the dark, 14 hours a day. But it's just so funny because Blaine Taylor was saying, like, I knew I was tough. I was from Butte. I knew a bunch of miners. My, you know, maybe my dad even worked at the copper mine, but I'm no hard rock miner. Right. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, but the, the thing I would encourage people about this podcast, Alex, I've really been thinking about consumption in our society just in general. I think that when things are controversial or outrageous or very funny, people naturally are inclined to listen to them, even if they're not incredibly fulfilling or interesting or in any of those sorts of things. And I think that that's double-edged sword. I think everybody deserves their own escape. But I also think we're missing out on a lot of history. But I think that about this podcast, I think a lot of people that knew these guys or were around for Grizz Basketball have really consumed these as at a very high level, and they really like them. We've gotten a lot of great feedback from that. But I also think there's a lot of people that maybe live in Missoula right now that really have no clue who Jim Brandenburg was right? or have no clue who Mike Montgomery or Stu Moore was. That's a long time ago. It's yep. more than 30 years ago. Yep. I get it. But if you appreciate history, you appreciate what makes a place a place, but you also love Missoula, listen to this podcast because this podcast, it's about basketball sort of. But it's way more about what life was like in Missoula in the 70s and 80s or what life was like in the 90s. And I think if you listen to them in order, you can get a, a really telling timeline of the way that the life has changed in the place that we live. And these guys were such pivotal members of this community. But also, 
I think that to really appreciate where you live, you have to understand all the things that make the place that you live great. And you could argue that among the greatest things that has ever existed in Missoula is the continuity of the coaching tree that's existed here for the University of Montana men's basketball mm-hmm. program. So I think even if you don't even like basketball, you're not even into girls basketball, if you like any element of enriching the place that you live, you'll really enjoy this podcast. So I encourage everybody to listen. I, I, I'm incredibly proud of it. And I'll tell you, this is the best way I could ever sell this to somebody else. I think these are these guys, this has nothing to do with you or I. These guys are so interesting and they're such good storytellers that I've listened to every single one of these podcasts from front to back and been wildly entertained, even right. though I'm the person that conducted <laughs> the interview. There. Yeah, right. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I was sitting right there listening to them speak and it's still, it's so cool to hear all the stories. Yeah. I think that everybody in Missoula, no matter where you come from or who you are, will find an element of interest or entertainment from these these episodes. Grizz Greats, the Coaching Tree Podcast. Just search Grizz Greats uh, wherever you get your podcast and you can listen to it uh, right now. Uh, again, Blaine Taylor's is out now. Grizz Greats, Coaching Tree Podcast is brought to us by Blackfoot Communications, the Brian team and Mike Nugent at Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate, and Stockman's Bar. Speaking of Stockman's Bar, this feels like a good time, doesn't it? It does. Can we give somebody something to eat for crying out loud? It is coming up on dinner time after all. Dobie's Teriyaki is in Stockman's Bar. Permanent location right there. Grill available for you to walk right in, sit down and eat. You get a Dobie's Teriyaki. You get a dollar off an already cheap beer. It's only three bucks anyway. Now it's two with some teriyaki. And guess what? If you go and tell them that Tutel and Nuana sent you down there, you get a dollar off the teriyaki to boot. And if you call right now, 329-1899, you get a $15 gift card. I mean, it's just it's just giveaways for days and days right here. I tried the sweet onion teriyaki mm. last time. Mm-hmm. It's a steak and onions with the Into spicy it. teriyaki. Oh, man, super good. What would you get last time? Straight spicy teriyaki. The spicy yep. with the chicken. Yep. yep. Man, it's good. I'm telling you, it's healthy. It's cheap. You can get a $2 beer to go along with it so you can wash down the spice. make it even spice. a little bit more healthy. That's right. And like Ryan said, send them, tell them to tell them to us that you get a dollar off your meal, even if you don't win. But when you do win as well, bring some friends. Enjoy yep. the Seattle's, the only Seattle-style teriyaki in all the city of Missoula. Dobie's teriyaki. Fierce supporters of Seattle sports uh, as well as a great place to eat in downtown Missoula. 329-1899. We'll give you a $15 gift card to it right now. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Coulter, let's talk about some basketball, shall we, that's going on tonight. 
Uh, we talked a fair amount, and we heard from Coach uh, Travis DeCure about the Eastern uh, uh, and uh, Montana game. And this is certainly the game of the night in the Big Sky because it's one versus two, okay? And these are two really good teams, and it's also intriguing because the first game was a blowout. I mean, the Grizzlies won by 27 points and simply dominated uh, Eastern Washington in every way the first time around. So I, I can't wait to see how Eastern bounces back, how Montana gets up for this game, and to see what the rematch looks like if Montana just is a bad matchup for Eastern Washington or if there's, you know, was other stuff going on in Eastern that's going to be different in Missoula. I'm, I can't wait for this game. I'm really looking forward to it. That said... The game that has more actual consequence is being played in Bozeman tonight. And that's the 5-5 five and five Montana State Bobcats against the 2-8 and eight Idaho Vandals. The first time these two teams played in Moscow, Montana State won by three. Uh, it was, I think, 71-68 the final of that thing. Idaho is 11th out of 11 in the Big Sky Conference. We have talked so much about how actually this team is better than you think they are, and they have lost so many close games, it just doesn't even seem possible. Like, at some point, the thing's going to fall their way. All I'm saying about this game, though, is this. Montana State is 6th in the Big Sky Conference. you got to get into the top four to get the bye. Here's, if you don't get a bye, in addition to, say, being not one of the the four best teams okay we get that so there's a talent gap or something like that there you know whatever you're not winning the big sky conference period you're not going to win four games in four days it's just not going to happen i mean and if you do you're making a 30 for 30 on you no kidding i mean it's it just i mean, I mean both, maybe not that might be a slightly hyperbole but i mean it, I it, would be, it would be it would be i mean the odds in vegas are ten thousand to one to win yeah. four games in four days uh, as a not top four team on a neutral site. Exactly. Tournament. I mean, aside from like, you know, a conference MVP who had been injured and then is back for the tournament or something like that. And then it's a different team, but you're just, you're not doing that. Okay. So the buy becomes critical just to be in the mix, because I don't think we're going to see, we're just not going to see a team that's not in the top four win the big sky conference tournament. And so Montana state at five and five, is one game out of that fourth spot behind Southern Utah, and they're a half game behind Northern Arizona, who's six and five. So Montana State wins tonight. They will be even with NAU uh, and uh, and a half game behind Southern Utah for the fourth and final spot. And playing a team that's the last in the conference at home is a game you got to win, and yet it isn't. <laughs> a bad team in the sense that you would normally think it would. So it's not going to, it's not just, Oh yeah, mark in the W for Montana state. They're going to have to go earn it tonight in Bozeman and coming off of that, you know, a uh, significant loss, 14 point uh, uh, loss to Montana. Their last time out. Well, I want to play a little game. With okay. You. Let's do it. I love games. Okay. So I think that parody and, even playing field and as competitive as the leagues have been, these are often overused. And I think a lot of times coaches use them as crutches, especially to defend themselves for their own results. Anybody can beat anybody. So when we lose to the last place team, well, I mean, we knew they were great. You know, anybody can beat anybody in this league. I think it's overused sometimes. It's more true than any in this league right now, this year than any league I've ever covered. Yes. I mean, it's statistically a fact. When you, when you look at the 11 teams in the big side conference right now, I think that we would both agree that I think that Idaho and Idaho State are the only two teams that will not get buys. That will certainly they have not no get chance. They, they, well, there's nothing they could really do. I think that they're yeah. too far behind the eight ball to yeah. to play their way into a buy. I I, I, what, I guess what I'm saying is Weber State sitting at four and seven. If Weber State ripped off 
11 wins in a row to get into the conference tournament, it wouldn't be that surprising. It would it would certainly be a big story, but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. Whereas Idaho State, who's sitting at three and eight in league play, if they won nine in a row to get to 12 and eight, they still might not even get that top four spot, but they're not going to win nine in a row. And same thing with Idaho. To your point, and I want to play your game, but here's what's so funny. Southern Utah is currently in that fourth spot at six and four. Right. So they're two and a half games ahead of Weber State right now, who is four and seven. Right. If those two schools were reversed, you would sit here and go, there's no chance that Southern Utah is going to track down Weber State. But it's because it's Weber State, right. you go, well, and, and and it's not just Weber State. It's Jarek Harding. It's Cody John. It's some very right. good players. Right. You go two and a half games, which is two and a half games doesn't sound like a lot. It's a lot when there's only nine or ten games left. I mean, right. that's a lot of ground to make up. But yes, it is by no means... Are they out of it? Ergo, nobody above them is out of it for that buy. To your point, uh, and I think that the I think the the baseline for getting that buy is going to be about twelve league wins. I think a twelve and eight record is what you're going to need to be in the top four. Yeah, right. So I think we could also agree that Sacramento State just doesn't have the firepower to rip off nine in a row, right? Yeah, probably. So now we have, so now we have eight teams that are basically in the mix for four spots for buys, right? Yeah. So, so we, we we would agree that, that that Eastern Washington, Montana, Northern Colorado, Southern Utah, Northern Arizona, Montana State, Portland State, and Weber State, depending on how they play, but they all could be by teams, right? Sure. Okay, so here's the game I want to play. Okay. I want to know, I just want to go through each one of these teams, and I want you to tell me, could they win the Big Sky Tournament? Because I agree with your premise. You can't win the Big Sky Tournament if you don't get a bye, but if this team got a bye, could they win the tournament? Okay. Montana. Yes. Absolutely. No question. Eastern Washington. Yes. Absolutely. Northern Colorado. No question. There's three. Yep. Okay. Southern Utah. Now, Southern Utah is intriguing. I, I must say, I... <laughs> Southern Utah might actually not benefit from having a bye because Southern Utah's wrecked the tournament for three years in a row without <laughs> having a bye. Yeah, they have. But they have... But they've so, also ran out of gas. They've ran out of gas. That, it, that's exactly the point. I mean, Southern Utah, you could argue, has been one of the hottest teams going going into the tournament and that's why they have played so much better in the in the tournament than they have during the regular season they're building up to it i think they've done a great job doing that but also because they haven't gotten the bye you see them with a lead at halftime and they look like the better team and then they just can't kick to the finish and that's in the semifinals and that's not even getting to the championship game so uh here i, I also i have to plead though also, ignorance. I mean, Southern Utah is a very different team from the, the one they were a year ago. They have s- several guys back, but they have a bunch of guys, contributors, uh, big you know, big minute guys for their team that are new to this team, and sure. I don't know them, so I well, can't. You, you do, you do, you know them better than you think. The reason, the, the reason that they seem a mystery to us is because they played Cedar the, City. Utah. Well, they also played the Montana schools the very first weekend of the year on the road over New Year's when we yeah. were watching the college football playoff. Right. It was like the least exposure that you, you can, can get. get. Yeah. But they still have Cameron Lewiton, yeah. who's a great transfer from Boise State. is their best player last year. They got Johnny Knight, who's my front runner for reserve of the year. They still got Dwayne Morgan, who is the number one put him off the bus first guy mm-hmm. <laughs> in the whole league. They still have Dre Marine, mm-hmm. the little point guard. They still have Harrison Butler, Mr. Short Shorts with the Afro. Yeah. They got some dudes. I, I mean, look, if, if Southern Utah is fourth right now and they finish fourth, yes, they have a chance to win the tournament. Northern Arizona? 
I don't know that NAU does. I don't think so either. I do think NAU has been one of the more pleasant surprises in the league. Yeah, I was yeah. actually talking to Chris Cobb about this, associate head coach at Montana. He was, you know, just kind of, we were just BSing about the league. And, and he was like, man, I was telling him, he's like, Where, how would you tier it right now? And I said that I think the NAU is is towards the top of the bottom tier. And he's like, I don't think so, man. He's like, I think NAU's in the top tier. Mm. So I think they got a lot of talent. Bernie Andre is a game changer. He's a very different style player in this league. Cameron Shelton has really developed into a great point guard in this league. But I agree with you. I think that NAU is a no. I think that Southern Utah is a maybe, but probably not. Yeah. But then the next three are also interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Because in basketball, more than any other sport, what do you need? Well, you need momentum. But you also need the best player on the court. And if he's red hot... You never know what can happen. And that's why the next three teams are so, all such interesting analysis. Montana State, Portland State, and Weaver State. I don't think any one of those teams is going to figure out how to claw their way into finishing any higher than fourth. But if they could claw their way to fourth, Harold Frey could go average 40 points a game in the Big Sky Tournament. If it's his last hurrah, I mean, if, if you give Holland Woods the green light... Holland Woods might just go 35-9 and nine, three day games in a row. It's unlikely, but I don't think it's out of the question. Of those three teams, you're hard-pressed to say that Weber State isn't the most dangerous if they were to get to the spot. But I, w- I would say if Portland State, who, by the way, we know they played 11 games, 10 or 11 games in 28 days, and then they have the second half of their schedule in 42 days. Right. Guess which half of their schedule is easier, boys and girls? Right. And they're still 6-4. and four. They're above 500 or 6-5. No, five. They're 5-6. Five five six. Six. Yeah. So... But but they've played a lot a lot more games on the road as well. I mean, but this then, sets, then they've also they've won in Bozeman. They yeah. beat the Grizz. This sets up really well for them in terms of the second half of the schedule to make a run to get to that fourth spot. And this team is better than their five and six record indicates. And not just better, they are they are legit talented. I mean, this is a this is a good team. And if they are in the top four, which they very well could be because this sets up well for them. I mean, I, I think they should be six and three down the stretch. That's going to get them close. Okay. All day long, this is a team that could actually make the run. They could do it. And that... I think what sums up the big sky better than any other thing you could say this season is that Weber State is in ninth place, 13 games in, or excuse me, 11 games into their league schedule. And in my opinion, if they can finish out the regular season and get to the fourth spot, they have, I would say, tied for the third best chance to win the tournament Mm. with Northern Colorado. The only two teams that have a better chance if Weber State. Claws the way into getting a bye to win the Big Sky Tournament, then Weber State is Montana and Eastern Washington. Yeah. yeah. Would you agree? Yes. I, I really would. I mean, I think, I, I really think that right now, Montana State is on the outside looking in. They are. In terms of even making it into the four seed. But if they were, like, they would be the team that I would rate the least likely to win the whole thing, even if they made it into the four seed. I agree. I certainly wouldn't say they don't have any chance to do it because they still have Harold Frey. And if they made it into the four seed, they would have beaten out Portland State and Weber State to do that very thing. And, and Southern and Southern Utah. And, so, and it likely would take wins over several of those schools, too, right. which then gives you confidence going to the tournament. That's right. And so, you know, I... Even though, you know, you could sit back and do the records, you are what your record says and all that kind of stuff, and what is Montana State again? 500. It, it, it feels better to me. Now, you laughed. You, you and I talked about this with Montana State where 
when Brian Fish was the head coach, they got incredible talent and felt like sometimes they didn't meet that talent, and so people were disappointed when they were 500. Now they have a bunch of new guys that nobody really knew about, and so right. when they're 500, people are like, hey, that's pretty good. Didn't know that we'd be 500, but guess what? At the end of the day, 5-5-5-5, five and five and five and five, right? I mean, that's, it is. that's what it is. So much of it's the eye test, too, though. Yeah. It looks better. It looks better. It looks actually way worse on offense, but the effort is so much better on defense. That's, I think, what people, that's why people are buying. Does it look better? I mean, I realize when Tyler Hall is shooting three balls out of the gym, it looks great, but does the offense actually look that much better in general? Now or before than now? I mean, I think the offense, yeah, when, when Harold Frey is doing his thing and running it and getting people involved, I think it looks really good at that's, times that's right true. now. And I never, I've never seen so many, I've never seen Quentin Ever and Kelgen Blevins, bless their hearts, love them, love covering both of them, thought they were great dudes, thought they both had such hard luck stories, they made the best of their situations, they got their degrees. I've never seen two more talented dudes miss more layups in my life. Right. I mean, my God, Kelgen Blevins missed so many layups, and and it wasn't. So, but yeah. I, I I know what you're saying. I guess the ultimate frustration is when you litter. I think the ultimate frustration from basketball fans is when you literally can't get a stop. Yes. There was games. <laughs> there was games when Montana State literally couldn't get a stop. I mean, that 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 game, the last game of the regular season two years ago, yeah. when Jarek Harding scored 46 points. And it was, I think it was 96 to 93. I mean, what an entertaining game up and down. But Tyler Hall and Harold Frey made like six shots in a row each. Yeah. And the gap is expanding. Yeah. Yeah. No stops. Uh, it's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break. We'll get back into the Big Sky in general. There's three other games around the Big Sky Conference tonight in men's uh, hoops. So we'll take a look at that a little bit. And, uh, and, be a little more specific about the games in the state of Montana tonight, the actual matchups. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. Coulter, let's take a quick look around the Big Sky Conference. Uh, there's three other games that do not involve Montana schools tonight uh, in uh, in Big Sky men's hoops. Northern Arizona is at Idaho State. Again, NAU, as you said, maybe the surprise of the league so far this year with a new coach and a bunch of turnover. They are in their six and five is sitting in fifth grade place, just a half game out of first with Southern Utah. So they would effectively be, you know, tied, even though the records would be different. One more win, one more loss for NAU if uh, if they were to win tonight with the uh, Thunderbirds of, of Southern Utah. Sac State is at Weber State, and this is a must-win game 
really for both of these teams. But as we said before, you and I don't really see Sacramento State probably making a run to get into a buy spot where Weber State, they certainly have the talent to do it. This is a big game for, for Weber State at home. You got to get this one for the Wildcats. You know, you just have to do it. And they've won, uh, 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 you know, Two of the last three, I guess, that they've played, Weber State has after having a really slow start, being uh, two and six. They're now four and seven, so they could get three out of four and feel pretty good about themselves. And then finally, Northern Colorado, they are at Southern Utah, and that is uh, another one of the big games of the night, two two teams that are in the top four right now, Northern Colorado at three, Southern Utah at four. And to me, this is... Southern Utah is the one team. I mean, the, the the three top teams right now, Eastern Montana and and Northern Colorado, I think everybody buys it, right? You believe that these are, you know, the three teams that are probably going to get buys and going to be there at the end. Southern Utah has proven that they're a good team, but what are you really? Can you beat, you know, at home Northern Colorado? Can you do it? Show me that you can do it. And so this is a, that'll be a, a fun contest tonight in Cedar City. The biggest change for southern utah i mean todd simon since he took over yeah it's undeniable the talent you watch southern utah warm up well certainly undeniable the bodies that's what i'm saying you yeah. watch these guys warm up you're like excuse me right a couple years ago you're like that team got 10th you should fire that guy on the spot right. for, like how did that how that team get 10th right. but then they won multiple games in the tournament yeah. they have some of the first of all Southern Utah obviously has an exceptional strength and conditioning program in their athletic department in general because their football team always competes well, if not winning the pregame across the board, especially when Ed Lamb was there. I mean, they were among the most intimidating football teams in the league too, but when they had Kristen Mustako and and some of those other, um, Jamal Jamal Eights, who went on to play on that that three-on-three for money, those guys were so physically impressive. Yeah. But now they got impressive physical dudes who are also great basketball players. But the biggest change that they've made is Todd Simon's got these guys playing their butts off on defense. Mm. They straight guard you. And it, this is not team defense rotating in a zone, really confusing people, making them take bad shots. No, this is up in your drawers. It's not, it's not Portland State, three-quarter court, Press or trap, it's straight up. It's just effort D. Let's go. Yeah. I'm going to challenge you. And then you have those sorts of athletes. They've turned a corner. This is a proving ground game in the league tonight, though, because Northern Colorado, they guard just as good as anybody in the league, too. And that's already been established. That's not new. That's what Jeff Linder has done since he's gotten there. And they got the, the catalyst. They got the yeah. dude. They got the best defensive player in the league in Jonah Radabaugh. So if this is a slugfest, a defensive battle, I will not be surprised whatsoever. But that's a, a a pretty big litmus test game to me because I mean the winner of that game is gonna either put a game up. If Northern Colorado wins, they put a game up between them and Southern Utah for the third spot. And if Southern Utah wins, now they're tied in the third spot. Just one spot away in the standing. So I think that's a, a definitely a game to keep an eye on. I just have a feeling, even though Weber State has faded down the stretch the last couple years, that th- this is going to be a team that's going to harness some momentum. Mm-hmm. But they got to do it. And to me, it's a, Weber State's going to be a now or never type team. If they just tr- start just going up and down, win Treading two, lose water, two, yeah, yeah. Then, then once you reach the point of no return, yeah, they already have seven league losses. They got to get, uh, to me, I think they need to win four or five in a row to get 
over that 500 mark and then see what happens. But if they, you know, even if they win three out of five, well, then you're still seven and nine. And then I think that the uphill battle to get to that four spot is unattainable. But I think if they can get to themselves to the point where they can see the light at the end of the tunnel, then they could rip it off and maybe they get all the way to 12 or 13 league wins. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm -hmm. But I think that it, it starts now, though. You can't stub your toe whatsoever. And, and Sac State is a team that frustrates a lot of teams. But having the game in Ogden, I think that that's a good one. And then NAU, can they continue to play above their heads? You have to get the win in Pocatello. Totally. Because that's the one, to me, even Idaho, who's in last place, is more dangerous to me than Idaho State. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's when, that's when a that's a gas-to-have-it uh, game for, for NAU challenging for, for that four spot. Let's get back to Montana, the state of Montana. The what do you want to do? You want to do MSU? Well, I, I want to talk a little bit talk? about the state of Montana under okay. the context of what we were talking about in the last segment. So yeah. we were talking about that we think that there's probably eight teams that realistically could play their way into buys, but it's probably more like six. Well, and it's six me, teams for four spots. To me, it's five teams for one spot. I mean, because you think because you think that Montana, Eastern Washington, Northern Colorado are just going to be there. Barring barring injury, I think they're there. I mean, you could, I guess, see a situation which Northern Colorado, you know, dropped out of that top four potentially, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think they're going. I think they're in it for the long haul. I, I, they play great defense, man. That that at the end of the day, that that is a ticket to a buy to me. If you are a Better if you're if you are yes. an upper echelon defensive team in the league, they are that. I think they're yes. going to be there, and they have talent. I mean, they got they got dudes. And, and the one thing that has Damian Lillard and his explosion in the NBA has done so much for the league positively. Yes, I think that there's one negative thing that he's done for the league though, and it's give false illusions of grandeur. Mm. And I think that coaches across the league have used the Damian Lillard recruiting pitch. Damian Lillard came to Weber State. He averaged 25 points per game his junior year. He was the number six pick in the draft. Come be the dude. Come play in a league that's not the Pac-12. Score 25 points a game. Lead the country and score it. But that's how Brian Fish got Tyler Hall. Mm -hmm. Come here. You will, if you stay healthy, graduate as the all-time leading scorer in the history of the Big Sky Conference, and that will give you a shot at the next level. I think that that's good for guys that have exceptional talent, but I also think it gives you a little bit of false hope. But I think that what... Jonah Radabaugh is is what I miss so much about the elite talent in the big sky. I think that the last handful of years, we've seen all sorts of dudes who are either chasing what proved to be way too lofty of NBA dreams or they're chasing solidifying their legacy with records. And that's all, that's all good. I mean, if you become the all-time leading scorer in the history of the big sky conference or you're in that top five, there's a really good chance that your team was pretty darn good. Tyler Hall is actually kind of the anomaly in that scenario. Yeah. But Jordan Davis led his team to multiple top three finishes. Bogdan Blizniak led his team to multiple top three finishes. Sure. But I think that it, sometimes it can it can sort of distract from having the ultimate goal be winning. And I'm not trying to say that Jared Harding's ultimate goal is to break the all-time Big Sky scoring record, but it's talked about all the time. Mm-hmm. Jared Harding just passed... Der- Jeremy Sanglin and Damian Lillard. Now he's chasing Bruce Collins. He's into that 2,000-point mix. He's one of the historic guys. He's yeah. getting interviewed by the big sky. He's getting interviewed by Skyline Sports. He's getting interviewed by all sorts of people about his individual accomplishments. And it takes a strong person to deflect those things. Well, Jonah Radabaugh encompasses what I miss about the league in that Jonah Radabaugh cares about nothing 
besides going to the NCAA tournament in his last season. Mm. And he can see and taste it. And when you watch him play, you can see it. It's so apparent. Yeah, He plays with a different edge, a different sense of urgency. And that's where I think that he, to me, Saeed Pridgett's very similar. I think Saeed Pridgett has dreams of playing basketball after the University of Montana. Certainly. But it's not this... I declared early for the NBA draft so I could get evaluated, and now I'm living my life under this spotlight and this pressure that's probably completely unnecessary, like Ahmad Rory did a year ago. Yeah, but I—that's I, what I kind of miss—is the guys that they just want to ball because it's the last time around that they're going to get to do it. Yeah, and that's why I love Jonah Radabaugh, and that's why I think Northern Colorado is such a fierce contender because to me. It's Saeed Pridget and Jonah Radabaugh in terms of the dudes who are the, the best leaders in the league that are, they're not going to go down without swinging during yeah. their last ride. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, tonight, Montana, Montana uh, hosting Eastern Washington Coulter. The dismantling that Montana put on the Eagles was a surprise to, I think, everybody. And both Travis DeCure and Shante Leggins have basically said, you know, that, that game is what it was and, you know, it worked out. It was pretty clear how that game was going to go pretty early on. This is round two, and it's got to be a different story if you're if you're Eastern Washington and you want to see if you can. Here's what I say: If Montana can can get a double digit win tonight, what that does, <laughs> if you want to talk about just in terms of import into Boise. If this is a team, which it seems likely, you know, there's a pretty good chance, better than 50-50, that you probably end up playing Eastern Washington at some point, not necessarily in the championship game again, but at some point, if you have a 27-point win and a 13-point win over this team, you know, that whole thing about it's hard to beat a team three times in this, I don't buy, it's, not, it's actually not true, first of all, even in, in football or in basketball, but it's also, uh, 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 it's different. If you beat a team twice by a point, as opposed to going in and dominating a team twice and saying, we are better than you. Okay, so don't you, you can talk to me about your record or whatever, or whatever you think. We're the team, if you're Montana, that has you haven't been able to hang with at any point in the conference tournament championship, whatever, whatever. And now in this regular season, when you thought you had a look, you got no look, and we're not going to give you a look here. I think that is the mental edge that you can try and gain tonight if you're the Grizzlies. If you're Eastern Washington, you go, this was an anomaly. Okay, yes. we don't care about what happened in November or in December or whatever it was, you know, in 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 Cheney. We will see you in March and we are coming for you today. And that's what that's that is what I this game to me is a mentality game that I'm looking forward to. And rivalries in different sports, the the ferocity of the Cagres rivalry is is omnipresent, but Hoops more than anything, like you said, it's not about the score. It's not it, the mental edge you can have over someone when you just own them in hoops can just be so profound. Because again, like you said, it's not about the score. It's just about the swagger, the attitude. It's very similar to why Portland State sort of has Montana State, Montana, excuse me, Montana's number recently. You know what I'm saying? Like Portland State comes in with a different swagger when they play the Grizz. Yeah. Because they sure. know that they got their number. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the final margin of victory is. Portland State just knows how to beat Montana. It's like this mental thing. It's just like in City League, when you win the championship, but there's that one team who might have got seventh in the league, but they beat you twice because you just couldn't figure it mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. 
Montana owns Eastern Washington as of late, but not in Cheney. And but then they they reseized that element of the rivalry too. So now where do we turn? Yeah, it. We talked about the dissipation of the Cacarys rivalry in basketball. To me, this is what a rivalry is. Mm. I got my five. You got your five. Let's roll. Let's put the ball out there. The the result is in doubt. Yeah. That's the point. That's yeah. why I think that this game. I'm way more excited. I mean, obviously the pageantry and the crowd and everything for Cacarys game is awesome. And by the way, this should be a big crowd. I mean, people should be getting out to this basketball game. It's not going to be seven thousand people. I don't know what it's going to be, but it should be a big crowd. Like this is a game that people should care about going to see. Yeah, I have no faith in anybody to come watch anything anymore. <laughs> Prove me wrong, Missoula. <laughs> Good. It should Good. be. Will it be? I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. But but, but for regardless, you and I, this is this is the game that this is this is this must must see. Yeah. It's must see, and, and it's for it's for all sorts of reasons. The yeah. individual rivalries. I mean, the Kim Aiken Saeed Pridget saga that's going on. I mean, Kim Aiken he tried to eliminate Saeed Pridget during the Big Sky Tournament last year, and it was a, almost a straight up brawl. Mm-hmm. And then this year in Chidi, what Saeed Pridget do? Followed Kim Aiken around for forty straight minutes. And spanked him. It was he. He started his sentence at the opening tip, and he ended it with an exclamation point at the That's final right. buzzer. Like there was That's no right. stop That's to right. the conversation that took place. That's right. And in terms of two coaches that put on a show, yeah, yeah and yeah. these and these guys know each other. Oh, and this is this is great drama. This is great theater. This and game. And, and, yes. and I mean, we know uh, Travis and Shantae. I think you describe them as like frenemies, right? Like they. Sure. They, I think that there's a real healthy respect there. I think that they absolutely love competing against each other. I think they absolutely love beating each other. Revel in the win. Revel in it. Revel in it. Yes. I mean, there was almost a post-game fight last year, and I don't even think it stemmed from hatred. I think it just stemmed from straight up just being so locked into competing against each other, and then it was a one-point game. Yeah. And then the handshake, the handshake line gets a little too rough, and all of a sudden we're pushing, we're shoveling, we're scuffling. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great night. Prove me wrong, Missoula. Come hang out with us. One more break. We'll come back. We'll do some more basketball. Specifically, though, NBA trade deadline. Andrew Wiggins is a Golden State Warrior. And if anybody's paying attention, this is David's favorite thing that happened today. Drummond. Andre Drummond goes from Detroit to Cleveland. From bad to worse. Tough tough mix-up, guy. Sorry, man. Good luck with the Cavs. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. NBA trade deadline today and a blockbuster deal between the Cavs and the Pistons. Andre Drummond 
David, I thought, was going to blow a gasket today with laughter to consider the fact that finally Andre Drummond gets let out of jail in Detroit only to go to solitary confinement in Cleveland. Is that how that downgrade works at <laughs> the NBA level? Uh, the poor guy. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't think, I mean, Andre Drummond was beloved in Detroit. He, I think, sure. I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine he's the longest tenured piston and a guy well, currently, right? Current, yeah. Currently, yes, yes, just now. Uh, but but uh, he ends up going to Cleveland, and I don't see that making particularly an impact uh, now that he's teamed up with well, the Cavs. I I can't believe John Beeline, Kevin Love, and Colin Sexton. That's an electric combo right there. <laughs> Man, I they, do they like, might win hey, twenty five games. I like Colin Sexton now. I do I too. really do. But it's your point Don't is well short. made. They're gonna win twenty seven. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, this team they're they're in the mix for thirty. Hey, how many Sorry, David, how many day games did you tell me that Milwaukee's on pace to win? Like 72? 71, Yesterday right? they were on pace for 71. 71, yeah. wow. that's I, that's, I cannot believe. I can believe that D'Angelo Russell got traded to the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. That's been speculated for a long time. Mm-hmm. Him and Carl Anthony Towns are boys. They can both play sleepy time basketball together for the yeah. rest of their lives. Yeah. But I cannot believe that the Warriors, in the situation that they are currently in, took on that Andrew Wiggins contract. I cannot believe that. It's one of the worst contracts in the NBA. Andrew yeah. Wiggins is not good. Yeah, but they can't sign anybody. Here's That's true. But they, they should just wrap. out. Well, right. Like, but the, but, you, but I they, mean, that's their best avenue to improve. Well, no, their best avenue to improve is to get their two best players back off an of injury. Is to not improve count. and get yourself. Well, I'm just saying pick, they, they're gonna get. they were their, they were at their best before they made any of these moves. They should just wait for Steph Curry and Klay Thompson to come back, eat this terrible year, and just wait for those guys to get back. Which they're, I mean, they're that's what they're gonna do. I, I guess my point is taking on Andrew Wiggins and that contract is not making you better. Andrew Wiggins, according to the defensive analytics, is the single worst defensive player in the NBA. What does every coach think? I don't know that they can do it. Like Andrew Wiggins is basically, you know, only played in in Minnesota. It's true. And I mean, he is with, only still like thirteen years old. Exactly. Right? I mean, he's he's very 24. young. What was he, was he the second overall? No, he's right? the number one overall. He was pick. one overall. He's he's only twenty four years old. Very young guy. I think that I think there's a level at which when you you say once we get him into our system doing what we do, then we'll see. But you're right. It's an albatross. How about Andre Iguodala? How about him? He got traded to the Heat. I mean, Jalen Rose always talks about veteran guys that just ride it out and don't care about not being in their prime anymore. He always says, keep getting them checks. Andre Iguodala, keep getting them checks. You know what I like about Andre Iguodala? Has the most similar arms to my own in the (laughs) NBA. Boys and girls, enjoy basketball tonight in Bozeman and Missoula. Get out to the Eastern Grizzly game. It's going to be fun. Dahlberg Arena tonight. We'll see you there. Back tomorrow with Bobby Moorhead. Two-tail Nuanas. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. 
The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 